Nolan Jones has been on a monstrous tear of late, and Gavin Williams finally has a breakout performance. Join us today where we provide you with the best must-add players heading into the weekend on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you could find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, you hit that little bell below. It will subscribe you to the channel, and it will also give you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, subscribe to us on the Subtext website. It's a one-on-one, in-depth, personalized experience through text messaging where, you know, through text you can ask us anything. You get instant alerts or prospect call-ups, injuries, and a lot more than we could just offer here in this 30-minute podcast. And guys, real quick, today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets and the lowest price is always guaranteed. Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team secret weapon as we talk to you guys about the best players to add heading into the weekend. And Matt, we got uh, we got somebody I've been telling people there for a while now. Uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about him. Yeah, let's talk about Mister Nolan Jones. He's been killing it recently. I can't even lie; like he's been solid. Um, you were one of the people that kind of benefited and picked him up. My guy's got over the last week five runs, two bombs, seven ribs, batting about three eighty one. Love it. I mean, hey, like he's doing his thing. He's heating back up again. So I mean, he's kind of like for me a twenty two percent own like a ride the wave kind of type deal. If the wave might be a little bit, he might be able to ride that wave all the way out to the end of the season. Kid does have some pop in the minors. He had a 19 home run season through like, you know, 400 at bats. Here it is at 11 through this year. And that's only at 189 at bats. So like, you know, he's probably going to have anywhere from like 150 to 200 more at bats. So he could probably double that number right now if he stays on course. So Nolan Jones, especially with the Colorado, um, Colorado Rockies Park and Coors, that uh, that boost of that park is just going to be great for him on those home games where he can probably knock a few more out the park and give him bonus. He might be able to get to like 22, 23 home runs on the season, and that would mean about another 11 or 12 more home runs from here to now. I like Nolan Jones a lot for the second half of the season, and I'm trying to get him on my roster so I can make that playoff push. 
Yeah, I'm a huge Nolan Jones guy. We we snuck him into one of our episodes. I think it was like last week or two weeks ago at the end of an episode. So if you hung around to the end of the episode, you heard about Nolan Jones. And at the time, he wasn't as hot as he is right now. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I see the upside. I think it was right um, you know, at the trade deadline when Gritchick and CJ Crone got traded. Because that was the thing with Nolan Jones. He wasn't really seeing super consistent playing time. But now with Gritchick and Crone gone, you know, Crone playing first and Gritchick playing outfield, Nolan Jones plays both of those positions. Uh, he's going to play pretty much every day you know and uh the the numbers on the the whole year look great for nolan jones um through the 57 games he's played this year 280 batting average 26 runs 11 homers 28 rbis and he has seven steals uh i love the fact that he plays in cores 22 percent owned as matt mentioned nolan jones is probably my favorite bat that we're talking about today i think he's uh pretty much must add heading into you know um the weekend so go out there grab nolan jones and you know um reap the rewards because real quick before I do move on, he was a guy that, you know, I love when prospects come up and they're raking and then, you know, the league starts to adjust to them a little bit and then they turn around and then readjust to the way that they're being pitched now. And that's a sign of maturity. It's a sign of a, you know, a bat that, you know, studies the game and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm very, very high on Nolan Jones. Love what he brings to the table. Let's move on to the, our next guy. And honestly, it's not a guy I'm very familiar with at all. His name is Davis Schneider. He's playing second base for Toronto. Uh, I got to give a, a shout out to the fantasy community on this one. Uh, huge shout out to Scott White from CBS. He's a guy that was ranting about him and, you know, kind of turned me on to him. So, you know, I was like, all right, let me let me check this kid out. Let me give him a shot. Picked him up in one of my leagues. He just had a huge, huge three first games in the bigs. His first three games, he went two for five with a homer in his first game. He went three for three with a run in his second game. And then in his third game, he went four for five with a homer and four RBIs. Davis Schneider climbing up the ownership percentage. He's already passed Nolan Jones. He's 33% owned. I think it's worth you know, to give this kid the shot and ride the wave with him. He was having a good, you know, minor league season. Once again, it's Davis Schneider of the Toronto Blue Jays that we're talking about right now. Uh, he's 24 years old and the minor league year is, like I said, very good. 87 games for Schneider, 309 at bats, 61 runs, 21 doubles, a triple, 21 homers, 64 RBIs, nine steals, 275 batting average. He didn't really have a great minor league career before this year, but sometimes these kids come up and, you know, they just figure things out and they start to rake. I do like Nolan Jones better, but David Schneider is uh, an interesting, intriguing option here. Yeah, I like the I like the second base eligibility too. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, you know, he's gonna give you that kind of like Brandon Lowe kind of type feel. Uh Schneider Schneider has upside. I like what he was doing coming into the season. Um, you know, let's see what happens. Ah, it's crazy. I didn't even know this kind this kid really even existed. But the one thing I'm really worried about is he's five nine, hundred and uh not yeah. five five ten, hundred and ninety. No, five nine. I read it right the first time, hundred and ninety pounds. So I'm a, I'm not really buying the power all that much, and quite honestly, I will I will say that I don't know how long that's going to stick. The kid's going to be decent for the rest of the year. So if you miss, if you're hurting at second base, and or if you have Jazz Chisholm, you need a backup. You know, <laughs> Schneider might just be in nice, case. Just you never know with Jazz. Yeah, you know the, the the flanges might flare, and then you might need him. So you know, check out check out Schneider. I definitely not my favorite name, but somebody I like. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about MJ Melendez. So we all know MJ Melendez loves to get hot for about a month. This is that month. This is it. He's been absolutely duty all season long after him being ranked like top five, top seven catcher everywhere, including by me. 
um, completely disappointing. MJ Melendez is just one of those dudes that literally just has a spike spike month where he makes all his stats in a single month. So right now, pick him up. Ride that wave until he flat out falls on his face. The second he has like a 200 average batting week, drop him because that's the beginning of the nightmare. So you don't want to get, get caught holding the bag there with MJ Melendez, but pick him up right now. Yeah, I, I like MJ Melendez. The thing with him is, is my comp for MJ Melendez is he's Gary Sanchez. He's he's not going to give you a lot of batting average. He's got light tower power. And he's actually, the thing that he has that Gary doesn't is a little bit of speed. Because, you know, on the season, MJ has got six steals. But the 220 batting average, that's where he's going to be. He's going to live with that 220 batting average. And when somebody has a 220 batting average, you got to live with the hots and the colds. So if you need power, uh, a little bit of speed, and, you know, potentially some runs, that's where MJ Melendez is going to help you. I mean, you know, uh, surprisingly, the RBIs aren't aren't that good because he hits behind Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt's been hot. So, I mean, you probably would expect a little bit more of um, RBIs than the runs. But, you know what, the kid's quick catcher and outfield eligibility. MJ Melendez is 53% owned on Yahoo. Definitely worth looking into adding. And before we move on and talk about a Detroit Tigers player that I didn't have a lot of faith in coming into this year, but he's been absolutely fantastic. We talked about that Guardian starting pitcher. I'm not even going to bury the name because we talked about him before. Gavin Williams, breakout performance. And then a Texas Rangers guy that you may not have heard of before. And if you have, hopefully you picked him up already. But guys, real quick. Have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, and comedy and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images and views from the seats you'll be sitting in. Lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's a reason it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, and the lowest price is always guaranteed. And dear everydayers and new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for you to support the show and enjoy some fantastic perks along the way, introducing our Diamond Club on the subtext website. By becoming a member, you not only contribute to the show's success, but also gain access to exclusive benefits. Get your hands on waiver wire rankings, call up alerts, injury updates, instant reactions, and best of all, enjoy direct direct access to us for all of your burning fantasy baseball questions plus you can try it out completely free for 14 days your support means the world to matt and i and we can't wait to connect with you on this exciting journey join our diamond club today on subtext and let's take your fantasy baseball experience to new heights and guys we've been preaching it uh we've got some people that have listened and showed up but if you join the subtext platform today and or if you're already on there as well, you get um, a chance to you know get a free entry to our listener league next year. You got to do that by September 1st again. And guys, come on, show us what you got. Come play with the pros, you know, have a little fun. We could talk a little smack to each other and you know what? See if you could take us out. But Matt, as always, that's a, that's a lot of talking for me, brother. Why don't you grab this next guy? All right. Let's talk about Mr. Kerry Carpenter. 
uh, that Detroit uh, bat that Dom was not too sure about, and me neither. Honestly, Kerry just kind of came out of nowhere. He's not somebody I would have touted or said, hey, like, you know, he's up there with Torkelson and whatnot. But, hey, here he is. He's performing. This last week, seven runs, a bomb, three ribs, batting 500. Love it. The month is good, too. 12 runs, four bombs, 16 ribs, batting 300. Like, kid is having a decent little season he's putting together. I like what he's doing. But, I mean, I don't really know the long-term value. But right now, he's playing well. Batting average off the waiver wire is my rule number one. So, you know, might as well scoop him up for that that alone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the profile really isn't that wonderful. He had it in 2022. He did have 30 home runs in between AA and AAA. Um, but other than that, he was really just a 15-home run guy and a 9-home run guy before that. So, I mean, you know, the power seems like it's, it could be a realistic thing. But I just kind of want to see it actually happen. Like, Kerry Carpenter, again, came from left field. So, you know, sorry, Detroit fans, you're probably cursing me out right now. But, I, you know what, I'm just not buying it, you know. I want to just see him do it a little bit more. But for, you know, waiver wire aspects right now, I think he's worth an ad for sure. And if that power really starts kicking in, you know, he could be a great little push to your lineup towards the end of the year. See, Matt, I, th- I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Okay. Terry Carpenter came up last year, and as Matt mentioned, had great numbers in the minors. He had 30 home runs through 98 games. He had 313 during that time. And when I saw him get the call, I was like, all right. Dev- I think we mentioned him last year a couple of times as far as waiver wire ranking shows go. We were like, hey, just keep an eye on this kid. And he was mediocre last year. He didn't really, you know, do much, you know, um, when he got called up. You know, he had 252 at six home runs to 31 games. But didn't make a lot of noise. So this year I had him, like, you know, very, very low in my outfielder rankings. But he was a guy I just wanted to keep my eye on. And, you know, the track record in the minor league tracks. Like, you know, good batting average. You know, he had decent amount of power. Matt mentioned the 15 home runs in 112 games isn't great, but the nine home runs in 47, you know, uh, games is great. And the, he's a big boy. He's a big baseball boy, 6'2", 220. That's a, that's a man body. That's a – I'm ready to hit some tanks type of body. So, you know, 12 home runs through 70 games this year on 233 at-bats, that's a 30-plus home run plate pace. 275 batting average I think is legit for the kid because in the minor leagues, you know, um, with the full season – he hit 313 last year, and then the year before that, 262, and the year before that, 303. So I think the 275 batting average attracts for him. 60, um, I mean, 30 runs through 70 games isn't bad. 37 RBIs. I mean, the Detroit team's not great. Kyrie Carpenter's just a name I want to keep my eye on going forward. I'd pick him up if you, you know, you need a bat. If you missed out on the Nolan Nolan Jones wave, I think Kyrie Carpenter's right up there. You know, close to him. You know, just uh. Like I said, I don't really like that Detroit team. Terry Carpenter, 7% owned. He's widely, widely available. Somebody should definitely look into. I think the power's real. But that's really, you know, about it for um, Mr. Kerry Carpenter. Let's move on to this next guy here. And let's talk about TJ Friedel. This is another guy that I just, you know, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't really know. You know, he was um, decent last year. You know, not, you know, not very good at all. But you know what? This year he figured something out, and you know Matt and I were talking about you know older guys that break out. You know uh, TJ Friedel's twenty seven, so I don't know how much I'm buying into it. But on the year Friedel ninety three games, forty five runs, eighteen doubles, four triples, ten homers, forty five RBIs, twenty one steals, and a two eighty five batting average. So I mean, with Friedel, you know if you need those steals, you know the, the Reds have been playing a lot better of late. 
And, you know, he's got like a streaky track record in the minors, TJ Friedel. You know, he's hit for a good average a bunch of times. He's stolen 30 bases before in the minors. So I, I think Friedel's not my favorite guy we're talking about today, but I could see, you know, the potential there. I could see, you know, at least that you wouldn't want to add him in where you need some speed, you need some runs. You know, Matt says always batting average off the wave wire is hard to turn down. TJ Friedel, 54% owned, hitting towards the top of that Reds lineup. I think he could do worse. Yeah. I mean, great take, Dom. I got really nothing to say on that, so I'm just going to move on here. Um, let's move into some pitching here. Let's talk about Cole Reagan. Um, wasn't oh, sure man, if did, I, did we skip somebody? Are you saving your boy for me? I mean, we could switch. I got this. I'm not take him. You could you could go now. You already no. started. I mean, uh, yeah. whatever, right. you do, whatever you would do. I think your heart was feeling Reagan, so go for it. It was just next up in the queue, truthfully. Um, so Cole Reagan here. Um got was sent over from Texas in the uh Roldis Chapman trade. I uh, had I had no idea they even had him and really, really wasn't even familiar uh, with him, but his season total numbers look great, but when he was on Texas, he was throwing about a 592 ERA. It really wasn't awesome at all. Got 24 innings in the in the you know in the rotation. Then they pretty much just said, "See you later." Shipped him off the Kansas City Royals. Gets the call up, and my guy has you know showed up seven seventeen point two innings pitched, twenty two Ks, a one oh two ERA with a 1075 whip and the FIP if you don't know what that is fielding independent pitching is a 146 FIP so it's kind of tracking what he's doing it's about a half a run behind so I'm not really mad whatever was going on in Texas was probably getting to him um but it is what it is but the kid has showed out and honestly the K numbers look really real if you look back at just what he was doing in the minors um this year just in total for, for the Texas and Kansas City Royals. He has 28 innings pitched with 37 Ks on the season. Um, when he got the call up last year for a smidge, didn't look so great. But, I mean, his minor league track track record is 94 innings pitched in 2022 with 113 strikeouts with a 304 ERA. Like, it looks like he has stuff. I don't know what his long-term outlook is, but I mean, at this point, trying to find a pitcher off the waiver wire that isn't named our next guy, Gavin Williams, is going to be really tough to find somebody that's actually really out there. Actually, we have a bunch of good names out here today. I got to say, actually, actually, we really do. We do. So, I mean, if you've tuned in this far, actually, we got a boatload of names, and I'm not even trying to tease it up, even though we got an ad break coming up in about five seconds. But like, let me end on this, and then I'll we'll do the ad break, and then I'll let Dom give his take. But I think Cole Reagan is kind of like a must add right now for how he's performing. Uh, Maybe the Kansas city Royals kind of just said, go back to doing what you were doing versus maybe what Texas was doing, trying to get him to try something new. And maybe he's returned to that 2022 form and we could see something real special for him for this second half and going into the playoffs, but don't hold your breath, but he's not matchup proof, but I like his next next matchup as well. Uh, his next matchup is St. going Lewis? to St. Louis and St. Louis has been so up and down. I just, I, I feel comfortable rolling them out. So it's a great matchup right now. So definitely roll out Cole, uh, Cole Reagan. And before we do move on and I give this over to Dom and I can stop talking. Um, we have, we have Gavin Williams as you, as I've already previewed here on the tubes. Um, we have an angels pitcher, right? If I'm not mistaken. Right. And, and an ex Philly pitcher that you know pissed me off because he couldn't perform here, but we'll see what's going on. But uh, we'll be back right after this. 
right, and we're back. Dom, go ahead and take it away. All right, so, I mean, I think you're a little higher on Reagans than I am. I, I don't know. It's been weird, Matt. We usually agree on most stuff. I think we – I don't know. Today we've kind of been a little bit, you know, off balance. Not that I don't like Cole Reagans, but, you know, I, he just doesn't have the track record, a guy that I've really never heard of until after this trade, and, you know, he's kind of just broken out over his last few starts. I definitely think he's worth the add to ride the wave if you missed out, you know, on some of these other names we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, you could take Cole Reagans and see where the thing goes. He is up to 20% owned already, you know, so that, you know, people have kind of, you know, started to get on him. Uh, what else is there really to say besides the minor league track record? He's never really had, you know, besides uh, last year in the minors, he had a decent year, but before that, you know, never really showed too much. So, I mean, I think the, the season ERA is kind of, you know, even his FIP, his uh, Cole Reagans FIP, I think Matt mentioned is a three, six, seven. So even if he lives around there, that's not horrible. But, you know, with a, a, oh, he's never really had a good whip either. One, two, six whip so far this year. I mean, the velo- the one thing I will say that I noticed, his velocity is up all over the place. Every single every single one of his pitches, the velocity is up from last year. So he could have reinvented himself a bit. I mean, he went from 92 on the fastball last year to 96 this year. So that's a four-mile-an-hour uh, four jump, which is very, very good. The changeup is up also four miles an hour. The curveball is up two miles an hour. The curveball, I mean, the cutter is up another two miles an hour. The slider's up a lot. So, I mean, I, I just, I, I do like that. So, I think it's really just a ride the wave. See what Cole Regans has. But you know what? If he starts to get smacked around a little bit, I'm not hesitating to drop him for the next big name that gets called up. But I think we move on to, I think, the, the guy that's kind of the obvious number one pickup right now, and it's got to be Gavin Williams, man. Gavin Williams kind of came up, and he was bumbling and stumbling and, you know, kind of toughing his way out through, you know, his, like, first four starts. He really only had one good one, and it was against Kansas City. So it was like, okay, I don't really know what this kid, you know, has if he's really going to live up to the hype. But you know what? He started to turn things around a little bit. You know, he wasn't really giving you the longevity through the innings. You know, he threw a bunch of four-inning starts. But then he comes out against Toronto. Seven innings, 12 strikeouts, no earned runs, uh, 0.29 whip, the quality start. And that's the Gavin Williams that, you know, I was expecting. And the numbers on the year don't look bad in the bigs. It's a 290 ERA, a 1.19 whip, 49 innings, 49 Ks. And, you know, Gavin Williams is just somebody that, you know, you're going to want on your fantasy baseball team at this point. He's 31% rostered, definitely number, probably the number one overall guy, even if you include all of the bats. You know, I, I think he's the best ad. He's six foot six, 250 pounds. That, that's a, that's a man right there. That dude is a, a big, big boy. He could, you know, go out there and just, you know, overpower, you know, hitters. Uh, his minor league track record is fantastic. That 2022 minor league system. He had a 1.96 ERA through 25 starts, 115 innings, 149 Ks, and 0.94 whip up, uh, whip, and you know, 23 years old. The the sky is the limit for Gavin Williams, man. I, I just I'm I'm in love with the kid. I think he's you know really starting to figure things out. So he's definitely somebody that you're gonna want to you know add to your fantasy baseball team. Literally pause the podcast to see if he's available in your league. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I mean, Gavin Williams is somebody that I've loved um, in our like half dynasty league. I made sure I acquired him in our rookie draft. Um, Gavin Williams is by far one of my favorite pitching prospects outside of Yuri Perez and obviously Andrew Painter. Like he was my like two B. Uh, Yuri Perez was like literally like that much higher. 
Um, but I think Gavin Williams could now it may turn the corner and start doing what Yuri was doing when he first got the call, which also I think Yuri will still continue doing what he was doing before he got sent down for the innings limit. Um, I think Gavin Williams just was trying to strike everybody out because you look at his walk numbers over the last, well, pretty much since he's been up and they've been really high. He had a 1.6 game, a 2.25 game, a 1.6, a 1.59, two, four. Like those are high whip numbers. So it sounds like he was just trying to overpower everybody instead of just relying on his excellent stuff. So now I think Gavin Williams kind of possibly has figured out that, yo, I just need to do me and then everything else would kind of fall into place. And, you know, let's see if this continues. I really love Gavin Williams. But anyway, let me move on. <laughs> um, let me, let's talk about Mr. Chase Silseth. All right. I said that right, I believe. Yeah, you're on point. All right. Uh, you know, Chase is, you know, funny. He has a brother, too, that's in the minor league system as well, another pitcher. Um, I like Chase a lot, somebody I had my eye on coming into the season. I wasn't sure if he was going to get the call or not, but I'm glad he did. Uh, you know, numbers on the season aren't bad. He has a 3.72 ERA for a pitcher up for the first time in the bigs. Oh, he got 28 innings last year. I don't count that. Um, but, you know, for, you know, his first – 36 innings this year. I, I love it. You know, 36 innings, three wins, 41 Ks, 372 ERA, and a 121 whip. Whip's a little high, but I still like it. But this last month, man, it's been killer. 17 innings, two uh two wins, 26 Ks again at 17 innings to 26 Ks. Uh 204 ERA with a 0.79 whip. Like those are stellar numbers. He's going out there, he's showing out against Seattle with 12 Ks in his last start. Handled Atlanta. Uh, you know, didn't even really give up more than one run, which is great. So I like what he's doing. He's definitely an ad for me. Um, you know, still Seth has a lot of upside. I don't know about how long or what he's actually going to be moving forward, but I think still Seth right now has all the upside in the world and just let's ride that wave. He may be able to be another great, you know, second half player for fantasy players that I didn't expect to have this talent on my bench, but here we go. Yeah, Matt, great, great take on Silseth. And if it's so rare this time of year that we actually pull together five guys that are widely available that, you know, you can add to your, your fantasy rotation. Four and, and a half. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 27% roster for Silseth, as Matt mentioned. Uh, you know, he's been a lot better of late. I feel like Silseth is what we wanted uh, Reed Detmers to be, you know, because Demeter, Demeter isn't really running the way that we kind of expected to the way, it, you know, we wanted it to. But, you know, Silseth, man, you know, he's made some changes. He's throwing that slider a little bit more, and he's tempered down the velocity on the slider. So you get more of um, a difference in velocity that, you know, 95, 96 mile an hour fastball that he throws, you know, 82 mile an hour slider compared to where he was throwing it like 85, 86. So you're getting more of that, you know, difference of speed with confusing hitters. Uh, I like what Silseth's doing. Matt, you covered him really, really well. I don't have too much else to play, but, you know, very, very high upside for Silseth. Not as high as Gavin Williams, but, you know, he's um, above Cole Reagans for me. Let's move on to another guy that, you know, since he's moved to the rotation, he's kind of been dominating, and that's Nick Pavetta of the Red Sox. I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, Pavetta. He's, you know, pitching very well so far today. As we're talking to you, he's thrown five innings, eight strikeouts, two earned runs, 120 whip. I know in his last start he wasn't great, but you know what? Before that, he had ran off a bunch of good starts. Uh, Nick Pavetta's kind of shown us, you know, he kind of is what he is at this point in his career. But you know what? There, There is upside that there's always been there that it looks like Boston is Boston's tapping into on the year. 
Pavetta, 92 innings, seven wins, 112 Ks, 419 ERA, 117 whip. Uh, only two quality starts, but he don't forget, he was coming out of the bullpen as a bulk starter. And if you don't start the game, you can't get the win. And then even the last 30 days for Nick Pavetta, 23 innings, 31 Ks, 2-3-1 ERA, 0-8-1 whip. And he got both of those wins in the last 30 days. So Pavetta, very, very good. I would definitely look to add him if you missed out on a Williams or a Silseth. Uh, 54% owned for Nick Pavetta. I actually even might like him better than Silseth. They're very, very similar pitchers in my, in my eyes. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the difference between Pavetta and Silseth is honestly that Pavetta's just been doing it a little bit longer this season. So I kind of, if I was choosing to be Pavetta, but then Silseth is like that, you know, to be. Uh, and not Shakespeare, just to be of uh, <laughs> pitchers dad. To be or not to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's move on to the to the last guy I was hinting at that's like our half. And that's uh Jameson Tyone. Um right, I got that right too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good tonight. All right. Um <laughs> I, I am not a fan of him at all whatsoever. Tyone Ooh. is throwing it has a five seventeen ERA on the year with a four five five. So, I mean, what? He's a half run behind, but it's still atrocious. He has a one three three seven whip on the year. But let me talk about why we're talking about him and not just crap all over the guy. Um, the last month, he's been pretty good. 29 innings pitched, four wins, 26 Ks, 2.76 ERA. What a one one nine whip. Like, those are great numbers. And he went out and he's holding his own against the Mets, Cincy, St. Louis, St. Louis. But then, you know. Washington lit him up, had a nice game against the Yankees before Judge came back, and honestly, Yankees are just cock-a-doo-doo this year. But then here's a string of terrible games. Cleveland lit him up. Philly lit him up. Baltimore lit him up. Pittsburgh even hit him around a little bit. Um, Tyone is not my favorite, but right now while he's pitching well, I'm willing to roll him out there. He's not matchup-proof. He's kind of a matchup uh, matchup piece right now. Um, I f- let me get his who he's going to pitch against next. I think Toronto. I believe so. So that's even one like I'm a little bit hesitant, but, um, you know, it's one of those things where like, why can't I get him back? That's really annoying. Um, well, real quick, while you're, while you're doing you. your thing, Matt, um, Toronto's without Bo Bichette right now. And, you know, I'll, I'll let Matt, Matt hop back in, but let me, I'm going to give my quick take. It's not even going to be too long. I, I think Tyone, as Matt said, he's not my favorite ad of today. You know, he's near the bottom of, you know, the guys we're talking about today. But, you know, he's he's just a decent pitcher. Career 399 ERA, you know, that's okay. You know, he's not a K guy. One two two whip on his career. You know, he showed decent upside last year. Tyon did with the Yankees. Had, had, a, had a decent season. Went 14 and 5, 391 ERA, 177 innings, 151 strikeouts, and a 112 whip. So there is upside for Tyon, and he's been rocking and rolling lately. Maybe he keeps this run going. Tyon's 40% owned. I think if you missed out on everybody else we talked about today, he's, you know, a nice little fallback option. I add him to your rotation, but he's another guy. A couple bad starts. So I'm going to drop him. I'm going to move on to the next, you know, uh, hot name. Yeah, the thing about last year was he had such a great start that then his second half was so atrocious yeah. that it blew his ERA all the way up. Um, so that's just his thing. So right now he is hot, so you ride him. Yeah, so you know, hopefully he's doing a reverse of what he did last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. His, his start is Sunday. So – if you're pretty much just like risk it to get the biscuit, like you, you need the case and you, you need the possible dub you need to, you know, just some stats. Then 
Tyone, I feel comfortable rolling out, but I'm not really like a hundred percent on him being long-term fix, but you know what? Again, he's like a pitch and ditch category, uh, category guy. So, you know, if you need it, start him, but Dom, take this away, sir. We've gone too long. Yeah, guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, thank you to our everydayers and new listeners speaking Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your first listen each and every day. Make sure you lock on tomorrow for a new episode. It's going to be a surprise episode, so you're not going to want to miss out on that one. But, guys, until tomorrow, see you. Peace.